feels like you're trying too hard today. Yeah, I'm not trying too hard. This is just this is trying a little bit too hard. We should do a whole podcast that's just us talking just baby like talk? that. Like the episode of The Office where Andy gets called in because he's used baby talk at work. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Andy had boo-boo tummy. Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the podcast emanating from Misericordia University. It's two professors sitting around talking about all things pop culture. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. Are we the podcast or a podcast? Are there more than one podcast? Uh, is there another podcast? Yeah, all right, then we are the podcast. The I just wanted podcast. to make sure. Some people call us the voice. Some people call us. Some people call us the space cowboy. It's true. Who? I was referring to the song. And which uh, one of some us? Some people is call the us space Maurice. Cowboy. Oh, okay. <laughs> And today's show is about. Did you, say, did, did you just have a seizure? No, that's like, notion of the, the song. Some people, people call it the, that's like the guitar. Your guitar noise <laughs> is <laughs> the word. Not a guitar. It's a very high-pitched sounding Still, sound. It's I'm like not a, sure it's a guitar. It's some like a, kind of instrument. Like a doozer from the Fraggles or like a, something from the Muppet Show. Or a pig getting tased. <laughs> It's hard to say exactly what that noise is. What you're saying is I have range. <laughs> yes, yes. From Henson to taste yeah, pigs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a broad range. <laughs> oh, if I could bind them, I'm like a tased Yoda. Oh, my Lord. Oh, boy. <sighs> so, yeah, today we're talking about Ocean's topic, 8. Right? Oh, there we go. And I talked right over it. That was a very... You want to try that again? Yes, we're talking about Ocean's 8, if you couldn't figure out from that very organic opening. Well, we are nothing if not organic. <laughs> That's true. Compost. Free range. Yeah. So, Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8, yes. That's right. It did come out. Yes. We and, went to see it. And for a movie with a number in the title, it seems only natural to start we with numbers. We skip numbers. No, we can't skip numbers. We've already gone with Ocean's 8. What That's right. It feels, oh, there's more like numbers. Oh, boy. All right, give us – let's do – can we do the quick version of the numbers? Have we ever done the quick version of the numbers? Doesn't feel like it. No. So, all right, so Ocean's 8 currently yes. sits, according to Box Office Mojo. Can a movie sit? Your one-stop source for numbers no, about no. films. No, no, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you Your one-stop source. <laughs> also, that was the most 1950s product placement ever. It was. <laughs> Which which seems sort of appropriate. Pair it with borax for white whites. Wow, I feel like I have to get a hold of them now to see if they actually want to sponsor the show. You know, oh, we totally should get sponsors for the show. Absolutely. I will wear I will get a I will oh. get a box office mojo tattoo if they sponsor this. We, we both got that will. taped, right? Yeah, we do. Fantastic. We do. We, all three of us will. Whoa. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Man. No, I'm pretty sure well, only, only one of us said that. The, the people who get the sponsorship money are the people who get the tattoos. No, I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should move on. Yes, we should. So, it is sir, currently sitting at number 16. Stir currently. In Box Office Mojo's category of heist slash caper Wait, films. stop again. What number? 16. I, I've literally forgotten the number already. 16. All right, so it is currently number 16 yes. in heist slash caper, caper films. films. Yes. Can you guess what number one is? Uh, none of the Oceans. Correct. Uh, uh, boy. No, uh, actually, Ocean's Eleven is number three. Ocean's Eleven is number three? Is 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 number one something that's been remade? No. It's not Ant-Man, is it? No, Ant-Man is number four. Wow. Where so, did the wait, Ocean's Eleven did better than Ant-Man? Yes, apparently. Is that in just... Well, this is not adjusted. 
But that means it did way better than yeah. Ant-Man. But I would have been if you wait five years from now, Ant-Man will probably have more. Wait, well, this is, bo- is this box office? This is box office? office, yeah. Wow, Ant-Man did that yeah. really? No, I didn't do that poorly. Well, Ocean's Eleven did really well. True. Yeah, well, Ocean's Eleven, well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, Ocean's which, Eleven which, did which really, really well. So it's, um, does it have Leonardo DiCaprio in it? It does. Uh, what was the one where he was the guy that impersonated an airline pilot and lots of different things? Uh, Catch, uh, Catch Me, me if, if You can. can. Catch Me If You Can. No. No, that's on the list somewhere, but no, that's not it. But, but it does have Leonardo DiCaprio in it. It does? It does. Wow. A heist movie with a Leonardo DiCaprio? A heist movie. With Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh! Um, was he in Ben Stiller's The Tower? No. Oh, it's uh, Inception? It's Inception, yeah. yes. Wait, is Inception a heist picture? It is. It is. In a weird way, I but never, I don't really don't... That's pull, That's pushing it. What's yeah, number I never, two? I never number two is, is Fast Five. Uh, we'll go with Inception. <laughs> Which is interesting. <laughs> Feels like Ocean's Eleven is the winner then. Yeah. Fast Five the is the only one first. of the Fast and Furious films on the list. That's Even though funny. they all kind of strike me as kind of heisty capery. They are. Where's Where's the Italian job? Either one of them. Uh, I don't remember. I didn't go beyond the top five. Oh, That's, Argo is number... Usual. Oh, the other thing. Argo is number six. Argo? This might be the worst set of it's numbers a, you've ever... Just, it's a weird they, list, I have well, to say. Maybe the... the Clearly, heist caper is is a poorly understood genre. It is. Would you consider Rogue One a heist slash caper film? In the fact that Fast Five and Inception well, are technically yes, Rogue I would say One Rogue is One is more of a heist film. Although yeah. I never saw. Guess Inception, what's not on. So. Guess what is not on the list of heist caper films? Should I see Inception? Yeah, you should. Just it's to say you've seen film. it. Oh, I started Dunkirk last night. Yeah. Oof. Oh, Dunkirk. I like Dunkirk. There are parts of it that I thought were really interesting. Didn't we do a but the opening? No. Didn't we do no. a podcast on Dunkirk? Given no. that I've not seen it, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Hundred percent confident we've not. How did we not do a podcast on that? Yeah. But the opening. Oh, that was the that was last a little so Bonnie sorry. and Clyde ripoffish to me. But we can talk about that. Yeah, later. we can get back to that. Uh, uh, but yeah, after Rogue, you watch Bonnie and Clyde. Rogue One is not on the list. Huh. I would, I, that's funny. Which is so yeah, it's a weird li- like, and none of the Mission Impossible movies are on the list, which is kind of weird because okay, so all, these are these are it's a weird like I what like, they, I feel like you need to reach out to your sponsor yeah. and tell them to correct their list. It's a weird Here, list. Here's a surprise: numbers that meant nothing today. Yeah, who saw that coming, Dan? Mm, yeah. Anyone who's listened to the past it's, it's, episodes. In fact, it's almost like a gift to you. <laughs> Those are terrible numbers. I know. I've got more numbers. You know where we should oh. stop? It's just eight. So, oh. Ocean's Eight opening weekend of yes. forty-one million. It doesn't sound like a lot of money. Gives it the highest unadjusted opening of all the Ocean series. How about to say, uh, that sounds pretty good for an Ocean's movie. Really? 11 had around 38 million, 12 was 39, 13 was 36. So it's it's basically in the same ballpark. Yeah. Right, but, but that's unadjust, you adjust, if you adjust, oh, adjust, then it's at the how bottom. How come Mojo doesn't adjust? Like, it seems like there's, there, a, there's, a, there's a fundamental there's a, flaw. No, there's a tab that he could click. They do. No, would just adjust. No, they do, <laughs> but they don't, they don't do it for opening weekend. They just do it for total box office. I could have swore I saw the tab. That you nah, they don't. It, it's, oh, okay. can I, well, you see it, but every be, time I click on it, it says not available. Oh, okay. I'm going to be honest. This will surprise you for somebody who's about to get a tattoo that says box office mojo. <laughs> I've never been to the site. <laughs> I found it once looking for something completely different. Oh, wait, like, what's that oh. sound? Oh, yeah, that's our, our swag from box office mojo disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> Another guitar. <laughs> it works on a lot of levels. It's the sound of money going away. It's the sound of a guitar. So, but it is interesting that the gender-swapped Ocean's 8... Are we moving on from numbers? ...did better than the three male-led ones. If not adjusted If for not adjusted. Office. But that yes. would seem to lead into a discussion of gender-swapping. <laughs> Boom! Organic. It would. Well, because, yeah, you know what makes it especially organic? When is I the point label out that it's that organic. Says, 
Organic. Organic. Yeah. Ooh, you know what I like in addition to numbers? Labels. I bet you do. Did uh, you have a label maker when you were a kid? No. You didn't? No. You have I one find now. No. I would just buy like the sticky note labels and write things and write them. But did you always labels. want the one you could type on? No. No. I have limits to my my Your Eunice. <laughs> yes. To my what? Your Eunice. Yes. Oh, I thought he said eunuch. <laughs> and I'm like, that's well, that's a very defined limit. <laughs> Very specific limits. Oh, you probably don't want to talk about yeah, that. I don't right? want to, yeah, I don't want to. Right. Let's not talk about that. So, yes, one of the things that I, I, I found interesting is, you know, Ocean's yes. 8 is sort of the most recent example of sort of the gender-swapped phenomenon. And there's obviously— You might be the, thinking of Ghostbusters. Ghost, the recent Ghostbusters. But even some, some things like, you know, kind of the way in which Rey kind of takes the place of Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars mythos. Tilda Swinton is ancient one. That there, there's been other examples of gender swapping. I, it, those feel like stretches. Yeah, I mean, well, like Ocean seems like a like a. a oh, it's or a much more thir- like a very oh much more, but broad gender swapping. It's only gender swapping if you assume that the standard Star Wars movie has to be about a guy. I guess. Well, I believe there are people that do assume that. <laughs> Fair point. <Yeah. laughs> well, and that and In fact, that's, there's a whole community. Yeah. Full yeah. Of them. Well, and that gets to my point. Is one of the things yeah. I find interesting is is it doesn't seem like Ocean's Eight has received the same kind of backlash that Ghostbusters certainly did. Ghostbusters. That certainly Ray has. But Ghostbusters is the one that feels the most analogous to yeah. me. And to me, it was. I, I was trying to work through why it was that people were so upset about Ghostbusters. Right. Well, and I thought I think early on everyone thought it was a remake, not a continuation. Because I thought, I, I thought yeah. and I think that was the thing is that they thought they were remaking it, getting rid of the guy's storyline, and saying, "Nope, this is now Ghostbusters." Well, not but they kind of did. I thought I thought, the, I, and I didn't. I'll admit I didn't see it, but I thought that this was a continuation. Like no, the it's previous much, it's ones much, had happened. It's, it's, but it's like a reboot. Yeah, it's okay. closer to. Re- I mean, is how I would describe. Yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's closer to. I would say it. 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 I think part of the problem is it. It kind of tries to split the difference. Right. But I would say it's closer to a remake. Okay. I mean. I mean, Aykroyd and Bill Murray, both show up in it playing completely different characters. Oh, okay. See, and I thought I so, thought it was a continuation. Yeah. So, but I've got two theories I want to bounce so, but yeah, off but, you for yes. why people didn't care that Ocean's Eight. I've got a couple theories as well. Okay. Let's see if any of them overlap. Okay. Number one. In today's culture, like, we've already been there, done that. Like, we just exhausted all of our angst on gotcha. Ghostbusters. No, I no. don't think so. Okay. <laughs> that, that, I would like to think that. Number, okay. <laughs> or, or the corollary <laughs> to Number that. Number two is going to we, be... We've grown since Ghostbusters. Two is a less good theory for you. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Because it has to do with nerddom. Okay. That it's nerddom that especially has trouble with yes. sort of canonical... Oh, which that's, is one, like, that's 100% Like true. gender yeah. flipping uh-huh. and... Like Ocean's Eight are you in suggesting? the heist caper category is not really. A nerd su- film. It's not a nerd film. Are you suggesting there's not those- as much investment in the Oceans franchise? It's that's one way for you to work around what he said. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is like the the nerd culture that mm-hmm. sort of dominates, which can be kind of misogynistic. Kind of. <laughs> I'm trying to help you, right? Because you're smack dab in the middle of okay, nerd culture. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. He called you misogynist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said he <laughs> surrounds not... himself with misogynists and their materials. Okay, I do not That's do that. I, I do not do that either. <laughs> I'd like to point out I'm in the room with both of you right now. So if I surround myself with misogynists, guess who I'm surrounded by right now? Misogynist I was talking one, about misogynist literally. Two. <laughs> 
So <laughs> metaphorically, I like to think that I sort of have a more elevated. Okay, so let's take you out of the picture. Dumb. But my theory is, is that it mattered more for Ghostbusters because it's it's it is at the heart of nerd culture. It and is. But nerds have trouble with this kind of stuff in a way yeah. that maybe people outside of nerds don't so much care about. I'd agree with that. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. Oh, really? Because yeah. it seemed like you were arguing it. A no, 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 no. No, okay. I would. I'm. I, I. For me, I just don't know that there. I. You know, number one, I think the Ocean's franchise. Yeah. Has kind of always been seen as like a vanity kind of vehicle. Like it's it basically. It's the beauty Clooney of it. And his friend, and yeah. so I don't think there. And 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 in general, the heist caper genre kind of strikes me as a pretty light and fluffy. Whereas Ghostbusters is a with. deep, very deep exploration yeah. of I the mean, sociocultural <laughs> values of and issues of a day. Right? It is. Come on. I don't know what to tell you. I don't see. I don't see where that argument ends for you. You know, Ghostbusters is the Citizen Kane of ghostbusting. <laughs> like I don't understand. No. Yeah. I don't understand the, the man who's not smack dab in the middle of nerd. Oh, exactly. exactly. That was sarcasm. I don't really understand the. I don't understand the passion. That uh, right I up. Don't in, think, I do Right up think. until the backlash against the the gender swap Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was not aware that there was a very invested fandom in Ghostbusters. No, but I, but I think, no, this, but I think yeah. this speaks more to uh, Alan's point. I don't think there was an invested fandom in Ghostbusters. It was that it was gender swapped and nerds got mm. upset. Like it had nothing to do with Ghostbusters mm. overall. So that's, it could have been any nerd film where they had come out. Not even nerd true. fame, but in, any sci-fi film from the 80s that had a base early on and then they switched the gender and I think that film would have been the lightning rod. Or for example if they rebooted Avengers yeah, and it was all females. Well I mean you saw the backlash with Thor. Right, in, and the, so, in the comic book. Right, in the comic book. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was tons of backlash with Thor. It just, it strikes me that there, it has something to do with nerd culture. Yes. That, that points to kind of a negative aspect. Oh no, there's lots culture. of things you could point to. I mean, the, the recent Chloe Dykstra, Chris Hardwick thing kind of speaks to... Do you think so? You know, that, that, that... Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate that I would like to think that nerd culture would be more... Inclusive. Enlightened and inclusive, like, and, and that's, it's not. That's the thing that always strikes me about nerd yeah. culture is that when you and I were growing up, like, mm-hmm. nerds were not cool, and they got... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you're 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> you know where to go 110%? <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's just, no way yeah. you get out of that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the point being, like, there's kind of a nerd chic now. Mm-hmm. And you would think people who were once on the oppressed exactly. end of the spectrum... You would like to think that. ...would have some kind of empathy for others, and that's almost never true in the and human I, experience. Where I would argue that, and I've, yeah. I've, I've, I forgot the video, but there's it looks at Big Bang Theory and, and geek and nerd culture overall, mm-hmm. yeah. and when you really break it down, the only difference between nerd culture and jock culture is the male. Because mm-hmm. like if you go back and look even at nerds and all those movies in the past, yeah. what the nerds were doing and how we view nerds if a jock did it, it was bad, but it was cute because it was a nerd. Well, I just think of, like, Revenge of the Nerds. I was going to well, say, yeah, yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. When the jocks objectify and mistreat women, mm-hmm. it's Whore. terrible. But when the nerds, like, run a camera into their sorority house exactly. and film literally, them naked. Yeah. Like, right. No, it, literally. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and so, I think you're absolutely right. And I just think it's really disappointing. Yeah, oh, on yeah. On some level that, that the nerd culture doesn't... Isn't better acknowledge yeah. and isn't better about yeah. dealing with. These oh yeah, no, issues. it's it's like like every day is at at this point is kind of a constant like you know yeah. who else in nerd culture that I admire 
it's going to be revealed. Well, to be who's just it that just got rid of her Instagram? The from from um. Well, both uh, uh, mil, uh, uh the eleven and Stranger Things, right? And um from Star Wars. Uh, uh, uh what's her place that was paired with Finn? What's Rose. her place? What's her? You said face. No, you said place. you said what's her place? What's her place? <laughs> Wow, talk about nerd culture. What's her place? Well, we know what her place is. Wow. Wow. Woo. I did not mean it that what way. What is her place? Oh, Jesus. Anyway, I don't, right, yeah, She and she's been beaten up. Oh, she's been beaten up a lot. Since yeah. the movie yeah. arrived in ways. It's just... Oh, no, it's... Like, it's, it's kind of sick. I'm surprised it took yeah. her this long to get off of Instagram. Well, but I, she's, that, I mean, the abuse she's, she's faced has been yeah. really awful. Well, I think it speaks to... I mean, and again, the idea of the inclusive nature of nerd culture. Like, for nerd culture, nerd culture is nerdy white guys. Mm. And once you add diversity right. or, and you add more women to that fray, they feel like their space is being encroached upon, mm-hmm. which then that it's no longer nerd culture. That's just American culture. Yeah. Like when you look at sort of what's going on in a larger yeah. scale, the idea that there's that white male fragility, mm-hmm. it's, it's everywhere. It's not just nerd culture. Right. That's just a thing overall now. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Now, every once in a while I feel <laughs> somewhat guilty that we're just, you and I are two white guys. Sitting around talking about nerd culture. Because <laughs> we're not part of the problem. We like to think so. We've clearly identified the problem. Yeah. Not us. Not us. So there's other people. There's a tagline in there for us. Yeah. The better nerd culture. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. Even more mashed up. Not part of the problem. <laughs> more or less. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that, that I liked about... That's the opening we should have had. Yeah. Welcome to Even More Mashed Up, a show featuring ter- two white guys who are not part of the problem. <laughs> Talking about pop culture. <laughs> Anywho, should we actually talk about the movie now? Yeah. Well, first, the, the first note I had was kind of about gender flipping. Okay, that, like it was really a typical Ocean's film. It was, yeah, it, in every way, despite that. Oh yeah. So um, to talk about the film, I want to give you a bonus, fair or foul. Oh. I've got more for the end of the show. Okay, I was gonna say we haven't done any, so this doesn't really feel like a bonus so much as just. Well, it's because it's coming at a different point makes it a bonus. Oh, okay, it's like a surprise. Ball. Okay, this is from Rex Reed. Oh, God. In The Observer. Yeah, this... Please be good, please be good. <laughs> like, like Ocean's 13. Oh, oh that's... Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The last and least successful movie yeah, frolic. I, I don't like that lead-in. Ten years ago. All right, so like The Last Ocean's 13, the last and least successful Clooney Pitt frolic ten years ago. This one is comprised of pretty much the same plot and the same gimmicks. Having not seen Ocean's 13, I can't really talk about the similarity. Here's the one. This is where the rubber really hits the road for Rex Reed. Uh, Quote, but the big difference is the perpetrators are easier on the eye. Oh, Jesus. Fair foul? (laughs) Opinions? Uh, Yeah, I don't know what... Slowly walk out of the room. Yeah. Slowly walk away. I did not know we were going to spend the first 15 minutes of the show critiquing nerd culture. Yeah. Uh, But this... This review <laughs> that's pretty bad. Kind of yeah. transitions. Yeah, no. That's... So you, you're going to call it fair or foul? Uh, uh well, uh, foul. <laughs> I just want to make sure. It's a trap. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, no, that is foul. Uh, because one, obviously, well, it, it's doubly disparaging, both to the women in Ocean's Eight. Yes. And you know, don't the, say the men, the in, men Ocean's in Ocean's Thirteen. 13. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do that. No. Listen. <laughs> Remember, Clooney is a handsome man. Not the problem. <laughs> I'm just saying. Clooney's a handsome man. He is a good-looking guy. 
There's no doubt <laughs> about it. I, were you upset when they killed Clooney's character? Like, I'm still not convinced he's dead. I don't think he's dead. At all. I think I, I think so Ocean's too. In particularly Ocean's the way 10, they, particularly right. in the way he makes a comeback. Particularly in the yeah. way they kept coming back to like everyone thinking he was dead. It's like so clearly he's popping up at the end of this thing. I think, and Ocean, then he doesn't. So. Ocean's Ten, I think, is where he comes. Yeah. This, 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 this is like a nine. trilogy, right? No, 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 Ocean, no, no, means Ocean's Nine. No, they'll do it. No, they're all they'll do it. Ocean's Nine will be all female, and then I assume it's a second trilogy. Right? Why else start with eight? Yeah, exactly. Because apparently, I mean, the the numbers are are they've been pretty. Celebrated the numbers for Ocean's Eight that that a nine seems almost inevitable at this oh, yeah. point. Yeah, so. well, I, I I will totally go see. Oh yeah, any Ocean's film that gets made, I love these films. Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't tell you the plot of any well, of the, eleven, twelve, or actually, thirteen. No, whoa, whoa, but whoa, in the whoa, moment, whoa. I can. love them. You can. <laughs> I think well, it's not in be, any uh, detail. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a group of people yes. uh, get together Pull to scan. steal something, yeah. and that's what they do. Yes. Well, I think the heist genre is one of the easiest genres to do remakes and oh, remakes yeah. in. I mean, yeah. because they all of these, I mean, the original Ocean's movie was great with the Rat Pack. Yes. And then you basically have a new version of the Rat Pack, and then you redo it with these women, and it yeah. still works. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that, yeah. I mean, the, the heist caper genre is a very flexible genre, I would yeah. say. But if we get back to the perpetrators being easier on the eye. Yeah, it's terrible. It brings me to a quote, or an article, actually, I found in The Guardian mm-hmm. about... Ocean's Eight. Here's the title: Ocean's Eight stars blame dominance of male critics. I saw that for films mixed reviews. Yeah, I saw that. that You got the quote from Kaling. That one, yeah. So Kaling said, "quote If I had to base my career on what white men wanted, I would be very unsuccessful." So there Mm -hmm. is obviously an audience out there who want to watch Mm -hmm. things like Ocean's Eight, what I work on, what Sarah Paulson works on. Mm -hmm. Kate Blanchett chimed in, "quote The conversation has to change, and the media has a huge responsibility." And to back up what they're saying, a study by the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative. Oh, hey, look, I have the same thing under my fair file. Was released earlier this week in which it said that um, critics who wrote about the last year's 100 most successful films were 80% men and 82% white. Yes. How how was a successful film defined? I don't know. Oh, it was in terms of box office. Okay. Oh, it doesn't he, say here. He walked you right into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just say I hate the numbers, but I, me, well, I do hate the numbers. Except that you're defining success in terms of numbers. I'm not. He's not. Well, your source is short from the Guardian is. <laughs> yeah. But or by, the USC but Annenberg Inclusion Initiative. More important to me were the 80% men, 82%. Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, because we've talked on the show before with Dan last summer about Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. and the way that it does or does not sort of shape right. the way a film performs. Right. Um, Actually, out of the gate at this point, right. because the the pre the preview information comes so fast, should we have the same conversation about the way in which predominantly white mm-hmm. male reviewership, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, creates or destroys markets for films like Ocean's Eight, well, which I, did fairly well nonetheless, yeah, did pretty well. But I think it still goes back to the the previous notion of the fragility, like. If the, in like the Oscar so white, all of that, the whole yeah. goal was to change sure. the entire panel and those who work within the Oscars, but it stopped there. No one realized that. All right, well, we've ch- we're working on who makes and who mm-hmm. stars in films, but critiques the cr- the critics are yeah. the next step. It has to right. be part of that next step. And vocally online, as we've talked about, it's usually white guys. And so even if they're not official right. critics, right. the most vocal force online. Mm-hmm. Tends to be that, and so so you've got case. well, you look sort of at the two levels. Yeah, well, that. I mean, you look at the yeah. audience numbers for something like Last Jedi um, on Rotten Tomatoes, and you know the numbers are tanking. But you look at the actual reviews, and it, it's right. large. Like the the really negative ones are all like the really you know misogynistic 
Right. You know, they changed right. my misogynistic and or racist. They changed my Star Wars people. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, to me, I guess I, I don't read a lot of reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, those numbers were pretty shocking. That I mean, they shouldn't no, be, and I they, guess. They were. And yeah. They, no, but, they're yeah. not. I mean, yeah. And I, but I think also when you talk about media, if you look at a sort of a 360 view of media, like whether it's the creation of it, the critique of it, mm-hmm. the production of it, any aspect of it, like most media is still dominated by white male culture. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. the notion that the majority of those who get into film critique that doesn't shock me at all. I mean, I'm yeah, sure yeah. if you were to look at the Grammys and look at music critics, like you'd have the exact same thing that would happen. Yeah. Um, and I still like the one that I always go back to was when um, Daddy's Little Girls from Tyler Perry first came out on NPR, which I love NPR. Like it's my go-to for the news source. They called it another um, uh, what was it? I forgot what the, they another romp, uh, another com- comedic romp from Tyler Perry. Well, this was the one that actually dealt with rape and a dad dealing yeah. with raising his daughters with a little wife being there and yeah. all of those issues that go into it. He clearly had not seen the film. Yeah. yeah. Saw Tyler Perry and assumed it was another Tyler Perry comedy. Yeah. Didn't right. bother to watch it. And it was like, no, you of all Tyler Perry films that you can make the comment about, you've missed the mark because you assumed that this is what you were going to get. And so I think that because you, that's the dominance on the critique side, you're going to continue yeah. to get those things. Yes. Depressing. Yeah. Just depressing. So you want to talk about the movie itself? Yeah, we should talk about that. The show? Yeah, we're halfway through. About time, maybe, to yeah. start. Talk about the movie itself. So what do you think? Oh, why don't you tell me what you think? Because I'm not sure I want to follow the conversation that we just had with my critique. I, I love to- the movie. I totally enjoyed the movie. It was fine. I, I, it felt a little... It felt a little... I would have liked a little bit more depth to it. From a heist movie? Yeah, I, I just, well, in terms of, with the exception of a few characters, like we get Debbie Ocean's motivation for why she's doing what she's doing. Right, right. We get Mindy Kaling's motivation. She wants to get out of the house. Right. Um, but Lou, I, like in, in my notes, I say Lou is kind of an underdeveloped. Well, that's, yeah, and, and, and Helena Bonham Carter is, you know, she needs to get out of debt. I, Beyond that, I don't yeah. really feel like what everyone else's motivation really is. You and know, so at the, like, particularly think, at the end when they all get their rewards, like particularly Sarah Paulson's character. Yeah. She just got $38 million. Yeah. It's been a warehouse out of a garage. Totally makes sense. Yeah, but but I'm like, why, like her plan is just basically expand her massive fencing enterprise. I'm like, yeah. I just, What's I, wrong that, with that? Are you, she so just are you got anti-fencing <laughs> typical white male prison? Yes, yes. I, I am, don't approve of fencing. I am anti-fencing. <laughs> well, the thing is though, like, but Lou's character is Brad Pitt's character. We don't have any backstory for Brad Pitt's character. But right? that's that's kind of what my response to that is. In the Ocean's tradition, see, my recollection is that they all they no. all were sort of invested in no. the the revenge kind of thing. Majority of like Brad Pitt didn't want to do half the missions because no, okay. he knew Danny was just trying to get revenge or get someone back. Like mm. it's like my biggest thing was that it hit every beat. Mm. But it's an Ocean's film, so like, right? It's okay that it hit every. Yeah. In a way, it was paint by number. It right. is an Ocean's film. That's maybe a good way to but describe I, my reaction to but it. But I don't want any more nope. from an Ocean's film. Like it's just yeah. to me, like the expectation has been set that yeah. it's going to be kind of a lighthearted, mm-hmm. you know, paper yeah. film. There's some twist at the end where this happens and the bad guy or somebody who's not in on the heist usually joins in at some. Point oh well, I mean that was fairly well telegraphed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure Anne Hathaway's going to be involved somehow. In in the, But that's the other thing, particularly in terms of, like, at the end when they all got their rewards. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, Rihanna's character, Nine Ball, like, her reward, I'm like, that 
she opened a pub. I'm like, why? That like there was nothing kind of to explain that for me. Or Aquafina being, you know, buying a loft and becoming a YouTube. So, they, you they, say, so this is not the, this is not the Citizen Kane of caper films. Have you ever seen Citizen Kane? <laughs> yes, I have seen Citizen okay. Kane. Do you remember who made it at this point? Because you did miss it once on this show. Wait right. a minute. Give me a second. Right. The, the it was <laughs> Orson Welles. That's right. Okay, Very good. good. Dan good. missed it too, as I recall. That's why I just coughed. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to point out. I immediately the, corrected myself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dan knew I was wrong. He just could not figure out what was right, as I seem to recall. So... Um, I, I see what you're saying. I think that's a, a fair yeah. point to make about the film. It doesn't it didn't undermine my yeah. enjoyment of Oh, I enjoyed it, but I just film. I kind of left kind of wishing there was a little bit more. See, for me, Anne Hathaway, like Vicky and I were talking about Anne Hathaway yeah. after the film. Whenever I go to see a movie with Anne Hathaway, I don't really have high expectations. Oh really? And she almost always does better oh, yeah, than she's, I expect. Oh, Anne Hathaway's an excellent Because yeah, she really stood actor. out, I thought. Yeah, oh she's well, this yeah, she's film. great. I mean like, Playing the yeah. the sort of very insecure um, star. Yeah. Well, I think she may. I think part of it is I think her role was one that I think had a little bit more teeth to it. Well, I read a review. I don't know if we'll get there or not. Um, somebody complaining about the James Corden sort of um, ending to the film, like where he shows up as the insurance, insurance investigator. investigator. Oh, yeah. In terms of, they said they gave him all the funny one-liners, which they sort of kind of peppered throughout the film. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't really agree with that at all. Hmm. Okay. I did I find kind of his coming in at the end a little bit weird. It's like that was kind of see for me, and it sudden. Felt, it but felt very Thomas Crown affair, like because if, if you've seen Thomas Crown affair, I have not. I have not. I've, so, I've, 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 I remember when it came out. So the well, well that's just as good. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Which, which one? Because see, this is, it's a remake. I remember the Pierce Brosnan one. It's a remake with Michael Caine as well. Um, but in that one, there. So that's the weird thing that is that it's very heist genre-ish, and not even Ocean's Eleven, in which in Thomas Crown Affair, uh, Rene Russo plays the insurance. Um, oh, that's insur- right. Yeah, she plays the insurance person. So like, yeah. it's almost that same beat. Like they took all of these heist films and started mm-hmm. putting elements together because there's really not a need for the insurance adjuster, the insurance no. person. But I think Corden did uh, James Corden did a great job. I mean, I don't think he got all the one-liners. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, end, I don't really. But what a. What a what a if I had one complaint about the film, mm-hmm. so you know uh, I don't remember his name now, but the male lead who Sandra Bullock's out to get. Oh yeah, I don't remember his name either. Right, they, the ego has landed. Like he thinks yeah, a right. lot of himself, yeah. and they 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 plant the jewels in his jacket. Yes, the night of. And then in there the is no way that guy doesn't dry clean a suit every time after he wears it. Like, there's no way he went home from the Met, Gal- Met Ball Gala. Well, the other thing, too, and is... literally just hung it back But here's up. also a well, question. Whoa, 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 whoa. How many question no wear way. their own clothes to something like the Met Gala? That was probably a rented tux, I but would have no, assumed. Not for him. And not last minute. I'll give him mm-hmm. last minute. He probably grabs... Oh, that's right. It is last and minute. And he's got, that's like, right. a ton of super high-end suits. Like, he he does. Does. Look, it's like he's going to prom, Patrick. He's not like, well, like, that's the prom. So I gotta I go. Kind of did get asked to prom, <laughs> but how do you know when dry cleaning day is? It may not have been dry cleaning day yet. But it was. But his, the jacket was just in with all of the other ones. He's probably just dry cleaning them all. Do them all. Just take yeah. all of them. Hundred suits. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, that I'm was not going my anywhere only, today. My only real complaint with the film is there's no way that guy didn't dry clean that jacket right after mm. he got home. Huh, that's funny. That's Which funny. is not really a serious complaint, no, not as at it all. turns not at all. out. So, um, hey, can we talk a little bit about Sandra Bullock? Sure. Because t- speaking of Renee Russo, right. kind of forget she was a star. 
<laughs> at one point. Don't you? No. Yeah, really? I agree with that one. <laughs> like, it just, it's been a while, you know, since. Well, and I think after her, story, you just well, forget. the Jesse James thing, the backlash yeah. from Blind, Slot, uh, Blind Side and all those things. Blind Slide? I'm not familiar with that one. <laughs> Blind slide. At least I didn't tell her to know her place. Is that, is, that, <laughs> is that a member of the Avengers? You're going to have, have that one in your pocket for a long time. Exactly. Yeah, that was bad, but I didn't tell her what her place was. I, I didn't do that either. Yes, you did. I, said, I said, what's her face? <laughs> you heard me wrong again. Unfortunately, the microphone did not. Yes, um, there's a lot no, of distortion. Right. Like, you, you, you somewhat forgot that she was a star for a while. Yeah, so let's talk about Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the best Sandra Bullock film ever made? Like, if you had to pick... Your oh. favorite? Like, do you have a favorite? Although I, I did read something about how um, male critics always like to rank things, which makes mm-hmm. me feel like kind of white maleish in asking this question. But that's like, what makes you feel white maleish. Not the says, only thing. Says okay. The numbers guy. Yeah, yeah let's make right. that clear. Yeah. <laughs> right. The guy who literally <laughs> ranks. Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't rank them. I use other people's rankings. Which makes you I'm all like, the more I'm of a like white a, person, I'm right? like, like a meta white guy. using somebody else's so work. It's a meta no, white guy. Yeah, no, like, no, the meta white guy is the true white guy. <laughs> so anyway, do you have a favorite? I'm trying to think. So IMDb had a list of like... I'm guessing Miss Congeniality was pretty high. Um, it was I'm, fifth. I remember, oh, really? Good. Yeah. Like, I, know that there's, I, can't remember, there's, I know there's other ones. That one always stands Ma- out. Maybe I should suggest some to yeah, you. The Blind Side, I would imagine. The Blind like. Side was first okay. on, on IMDb. I did not love The Blind Side. It is, to me, the kind of film you make to win an Oscar yeah. by yeah. making you feel good about what white people do for yeah. people who aren't white. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it's, it, that kind of film I've always... I don't want to film... I don't like to watch films that one make me feel good like in a really ham-fisted kind of way right um and so yeah so crash was two. Oh, okay okay crash was good crash yeah was good. that was a good movie um while you were sleeping that's the one i think i'm thinking of was three that's the one when she and she Is someone in a coma in that one and she finds the guy and pretends to be married to him i believe so yes okay. that, that would probably be oh what about the proposal that was fourth okay okay then speed oh i forgot about speed eh, premonition number two for me I don't think I was A Time to Kill. Oh, uh, the Grisham one, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. she yeah. was in that. Yeah. Practical was... Magic came in at number nine. She okay. was a star, wasn't she? The net? Is. <laughs> but she she was a star, and then she went through a period where yeah. she no, she had of, some personal issues. She wasn't, and yeah. now she's, yeah, just to me, it's, it's, so The Net. Yeah. Okay. 28 Days, that's when she was doing her that's serious the, kind yeah, of rehab. Yeah, that's the alcohol thing. one, right? Yep. Infamous. Which I don't really think of as a Sandra Bullock film. Infamous. Yeah. It's the Truman Capote. Yeah. 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 Um, the Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Oh, jeez. Forces of Nature, Two Weeks Notice, Murder by Numbers, Hope Floats, mm. All About Steve. I remember Hope Floats. Demolition Man. That's tw- and Oh, that should be much higher. Was it Demolition? That's Stallone, isn't it? Yeah, it's Stallone and What's oh. His Snipes. God, Miss Congeniality. Oh, my God. I in. forgot about that one. <laughs> Jesus. But to me, Gravity wasn't on that list. Because Gravity would probably oh, be yeah. my favorite of... That's weird uh, that that's not on that list. Perfect. Although Gravity has too many of those last-minute grab kind of yeah. moments. That it, like, I haven't like, seen Gravity. Yeah, so. it, that it, 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 to me, it ran a little long yeah. in that way. Mm. There's enough drama, I think, if you're marooned in space right. without always having to grab at the very last moment. Yeah, no, something. No, so you know, I forgot. I forgot so, do you have a favorite, like out of those? Demolition Man. Demolition Man is oh. near the top of my list. With um, uh, while you were sleeping, those would probably be my top two. See, I never saw while you were sleeping. Oh, while you were sleeping was really good, really, really good. I saw the proposal. Is that Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Yeah. 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 I've seen that like on cable, but I could never oh, no, watch I saw, more than ten. I saw minutes that in the theater. 
Why? I think my mom wanted to see it. Okay. I was going to say, it better be family or date related. Yeah. Because if that's one you went to by yourself. It's $5 movie day. He was making the marathon and walking the wrong thing. That's like, oh, that's the only one that worked out time-wise. So, yeah, no, my mom or, or Valerie, someone like okay. yeah. That's fair. That's a fair reason to see. Wanted it. to go see that. So, Hope Floats always looked like a terrible film. Mm. Who's it? Is that what the? I don't have the stars in it. Okay. Like Birdie Calvert must choose between her morals and her heart. Well, that's after her husband divorces her and a charming young man who her daughter disapproves of. I was just say, what's the, like her? What's the conflict? Her husband's divorced her, and she has like to choose another man. Like where's? But you the don't daughter, care about kids, do you? The daughter is where it came in. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's all I got on Sandra Bullock, who okay. I, I totally enjoyed in this film. I, I thought she was beginning to end. Yeah. Like, oh, she I, was good. She yeah. was very oceans. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I think if you think of passing the mantle, she was by far the best Danny Ocean version you're going to get. Like of passing on the leader of her crew to put folks together. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I believed her throughout the entire process. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett is always Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah. I like where Kate Blanchett is in her career, that yeah. she is clearly, like, choosing roles just for the sheer fun of it. Which when you is, think about Ocean's 8, you think about what, Hela. Wh- th- wh- like the original Ocean, or the, yeah, the like original she's just remade, like, yeah. Ocean's was, it's like, a, it's just, let's have fun. And it seems like her recent film tours are just like, yes, I will totally play Hela, and just completely... Dominating. Do- yeah. Now, I'm like, assuming that Hela is your favorite of the Kate Blanchett. Well, because she was also what's her face in Lord of the Rings. I was gonna say, or is it Lord of the Rings for you? Oh, because it wouldn't be any of her serious pictures for you. Okay, one. <laughs> the definitive I dispute vehicle. the notion that those are not serious pictures. <laughs> I was gonna say you just said that Thor Ragnarok wasn't serious to him. I was actually gonna say, yeah. I, actually, actually, I was going more for Lord of the Rings. Oh. Um, because there's some pretty heavy stakes in those films. Boy, I tell you what, though, you watch the you watch that trilogy. Love the that trilogy. Cut. So with good. your wife over the course of a week. Why? You'll never, you'll never love the film. In the same oh, way. I love those films. One more picture of Frodo with that look Here we on go. his face. Yes, it's the Frodo Sam. Oh, thing. Frodo, is the ring really heavy? We didn't get it. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, but no, I think that's the. I I'm mean, sorry. Do you have a list of what other movies Kate Blanchett has been in? I did not bring okay. them. I assumed you I'd beyond Thor Ragnarok and Lord of the Rings and Ocean's Eight. Now only, only like really smart, important, thoughtful films. Yeah. So the kind that we don't watch. Exactly. Um, but no, I think that the, I think one of the things about the film that's that's that is nice is that much like you said, the Oceans one, it was sort of a fun. Let's just do this. Right. Everyone's career was sort of at that point mm-hmm. that yeah. for women, I think it's great that they can do a film like this. Like yeah. Mindy Kaling, you could argue is still on the rise in her career and right. be able to make a jump and say, you know what, I'm going to do this fun sort of popcorn throwaway film, mm. and it's not going to hurt my career. And that I don't think you, I don't think even five years ago, you could pull this film off and it not be one of those, yeah. oh, look at the women trying to be a man. Mm, and Bob, right. like you would get, probably, that critique is probably out there. But I think it's right. safer now for them to do that and that it worked and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Right. But in the same way that it does kind of what we talked about with Deadpool, it creates this multicultural cast yeah. without sort of identifying oh, everybody yeah, as yeah. like representing a racial or right. ethnic type right. Mm-hmm. Right. when they show up. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, again, they, it's, did, it's, they, did, they do it without 
spending a lot of time yeah. justifying it or explaining right. well, that's it the thing. or they talking don't justify. about it. It's just why it matters. It's just what it is. Well, and again, I think with Rihanna's character, they went through more than one hacker. Like, it wasn't like she was clearly the first choice. Like, I think they went through more than one. They end up with nine ball, and it was still, are you sure? And she clearly is the one that they needed. But it was never about race. It was about her attitude. Right. You know, and that she was, you know, but that's what you're going to get from a hacker. And so, no, I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think it's, it plays well to the idea. And even age, like, and we never questioned the ageism in Ocean's Eleven with Clooney and Pitt and all of them. But when you look at this one, like, the cast isn't that young in reality. Right. right. But it's yeah. not forced in your face that, oh, look, these older women are doing but something. The, but the women that are, you know, quote, unquote, older right. can now do a, a vanity film like right. this, I think is a really yeah. powerful yeah. kind of yeah. statement, too. because. Oh, yeah. 20 years ago, at that age, you didn't get work anymore. Right. right. Until you were like 80. Right. And then you could play like Driving Miss Daisy. There was one whatever. thing that said the reason it's called Ocean's 8 is that there's only eight women working in Hollywood. But <laughs> so that was. That's why it's Ocean's 8. So once they got down to Aquafina, they were pretty <laughs> right. much. Like, like, well, and I think that even, you know, the idea that you could do the vanity, I think that was the fun thing for Julia Roberts and doing the original, well, the second set of Oceans, yeah. uh, yeah. the Clooney one. The Clooney version. Right, it was that, you know, it was sort of that fun vanity film, but she yeah. was the one, and um, Catherine Data jones like the two of them right. were the ones who were able to sort of do it and have fun, and it was like, you know what, let's yeah. flip it and just make the whole cast. But they kind of get tagged into that, too. Exactly. Right? This isn't about tagging, this is about yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't, we got about 10 minutes. All right. Do you have more to say? I've got some fair or foul, but no, if you've got just, some observations... Some um, I'd be happy to. Oh, Claude Becker was the guy's name. That Claude oh. Becker definitely would have gone to the drive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Confident of that. All right, so I want to start with Emily Yoshida from Vulture. Okay. I don't know if you saw it or not. No, I did not see that one. Okay, so she starts out her review by talking about the film kind of being just a fun summer heist mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, quote, it's a symbolic balm for all the ills of a male-dominated Hollywood that have dominated the news for nearly a year. Oh, that's the end of the quote. Well, it goes on, but oh, I like, okay. so like, mm. how do you feel about it? Is a bomb, a symbolic bomb for all the ills of a male-dominated Hollywood that's dominated the news for the year? Mm. I don't know how I feel about that, because it's almost saying, like, we've done Ocean's 8, and thus everything, yeah, is well, fixed. Don't worry right. about don't don't worry about Emily Oshida. <laughs> She's not done yet. Okay. Right? So she says it kind of feels like this, this bomb. She talks about how... It's kind of this wish fulfillment fan fiction mm-hmm. kind of a way, you know, like women getting back at men. But she says ultimately the film is less than the sum of its glittery parts. Yeah. And here's her conclusion for why. Quote, I left Ocean's 8 more convinced than ever that no amount of fierce, fantastic female ensembles. Oh, you like that alliteration. I do like alliteration. <laughs> I'm going to have to start over again. <laughs> That's, like, oh, no, you get to read it again. <laughs> okay. I left Ocean State's more convinced than ever that no amount of fierce, fantastic female ensembles can overcome the mediocrity of a dull male director. Ooh. Thoughts? Yeah, she wins. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, the, there's nothing really spectacular. I mean, the director is fine, but there's nothing really... How does the gender matter it. in this? Like, it's really oh. the mediocrity of a dull director, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's, so, well, yes and no, because I mean, yeah, I think there's, I think you get a lot more if if you're di- someone who, working in film, if you're directing someone who yeah. understands the nuance of who you are, mm-hmm. yeah, 
there's a lot of, like, I think if there had been a female director, the scenes with them in the loft, I think, would have played out a lot different. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, so you think I, that it does, well, in I fact, think of, I think of, that I no think male of, could make the film? I don't think that, no, I think, I think what we got yes. was an Ocean's film. Right. If you wanted a film that was going to be a powerhouse that spoke to women, I think that a woman would have to that, direct that next level. Yeah, yeah. I, I think of I think of yeah. Patty Jenkins with Wonder Woman, right? right. Like, and that film yeah. along the same very way. different than a lot than any of the other DC films. Well, just just think of D, just think right. of Wonder Woman, exact same script with Zack Snyder. It was Zack Snyder. Please don't make me. Like, I like Zack Snyder. It's going to be. I mean, again, <laughs> I love some of Zack Snyder's work. I do but too. That guy but just, I mean, you got to you got to think about like it's a very different and probably not as yeah. celebrated a film. Well, but Zack Snyder is you're you're picking kind of the 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 worst case. Okay, male director so think scenario. of Wonder Woman directed by Michael Bay. Joss Same Lee. script. <laughs> All right, you guys are right. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Nolan. I can see. Like, it. And that's, but I think that that's. I think that that's the key. So, I, mean, I think yeah. it would worked. I think Black Panther would have worked. Almost at this point in time, given where we are, would have worked regardless. But yeah. I think having Coogler as the director mm-hmm. and that insight adds, adds a lot a, more a depth to the film. Right. That, yeah. right. that so you can take. But I think that's a good point. Yeah. 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 To me, it's it's kind of strange. That a white guy directed this film. I was a little bit surprised when I read that too, because I just, it just I just assumed like, it was a given female where director. we are right now. This this isn't this the perfect film right. to yeah. kind of well, and they the actresses that. have said for Ocean's Nine they would like a female director, like they because they, they're they're yeah. clearly talking about Ocean's Nine. They said they they actually were naming some names. I kind of surprised. Did I say I'm going to see Ocean's Nine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am 100 percent in. But I also wonder this film has been in the I think this film has been in the bank though for probably over a year. Because I know that just from Twitter and like following Rihanna and a couple of other people, like mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen promotion for this film, and I'm almost convinced it was pushed back even. Oh, uh, huh. on its release. So like I feel like this film has been done for over a year, and so like yes, had it been started normally when it would have been released right now, it yeah. probably would have had a female director. But I think mm-hmm. it was done just before or on the cusp of the music. Oh, okay, well, that okay. makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah. Nonetheless, even a year ago, you would think that right. this is a, a, a picture that calls for oh, yeah, I agree. a woman to direct it. All right, I've got a fair foul. All right, good. We got five. This more, is uh, Allison Wilmore of BuzzFeed. I uh, have BuzzFeed. In response to Kayleen um, yeah. and others blaming the, basically the critique they make about the perform, uh, male yeah, critics. critics. Yeah. So, quote, the push for greater diversity in criticism should come on the basis that more people from more backgrounds should be heard weighing in on a film not on people arguing their movie obviously would have done better critically. You can't know that, and it shouldn't matter. This movie isn't for you is the same argument an angry teen boy uses when telling me why I shouldn't get to weigh in on Suicide Squad. I don't feel like anyone in this room can respond to that. (laughs) (laughs) Those are not the rules of fair or foul, Dan. I understand that, but oof, I'm not going to check that on YouTube. (laughs) I think there is... A level of fairness to that, mm-hmm. insofar as we sh- probably should have spoken out on this before it was our movie mm. that was on the chopping block. But on the other hand, it might be something that you don't spend a lot of time thinking about until it is your all female movie that's on the chopping block. Mm. And so I think that um, we're going to change the way things work not by it being when you say we you're talking about our show right exactly oh specifically hashtag not part of the problem (laughs) 
Okay, we've got a hashtag for this week's show. Is it ultimately we have to be changing criticism mm-hmm. in less self-interested ways, right? It's not about my movie. Right. It's about the quality of the criticism. That's, mm-hmm. Well, it's about the inclusion. That's created. Right, right, right which comes from the inclusion, right. right? Like, how do you have quality criticism if it's only coming from one perspective? Right. Very true. Well, and particularly when we are getting, particularly in the last year or so, I mean, we realize with things like Ocean's 8, with Wonder Woman, with Black Panther, that there right. are movies that are going to respond to particular demographically defined audiences. Despite what the establishment Despite would have us so, believe for you know, years and years and yeah, years right. because it reinforced sort of this white male privilege right. that right. now feels under attack. Yeah. I think, I'm I, sure I Rex think, Reed is furious that people would question his review of the film. What was that? Rex, Rex Reed. Reed. He was the guy who said they were easy on the eyes. Yeah, well. I mean, that's the kind of criticism we need more of, right? Like, <laughs> No. Can, can we just rate the women on a scale of one to ten in every well, film? One you know, for this film. Fair, fair enough, yeah. Well, because some of them are older, too, you know, which I'm sure Rex Reed probably thought was quite generous of him Right, say, the young, like older viral that, Rex you know, Reed. Yeah, that older women can still be easy on the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Progress! Maybe not. Yeah, not. No, no. Not at all. Maybe not. Yeah, not so much. Good old Rex Reed. Yep. Good punching bag for the show. Mm-hmm. But, yep. Um, I don't know. You got anything else? Not really. I don't really either. I think I feel we've about like covered the, it. The fair or foul have been played out. Yep. I would totally recommend listeners going to see this film. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, particularly, if you're, particularly if you're just looking forward. for a fun summer, you know, yeah. sort of heist caper romp film. There are worse films to watch this yeah. summer. There are. I watched one this week. We're gonna talk about it soon, aren't we? And that's cliffhanger for <laughs> for a future show. Well, okay. I would not even argue. Dun, dun, dun. Even, you know, based <laughs> on. Based on the the top five um, heist films that you gave, this far better than the majority of those. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a fun film. Like, I'll buy it on DVD. I'll have it around when I'm bored and I need something to watch. Yeah. This will be something that I will put in. And Totally. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Much like most other Oceans or heist films. Yeah. Right. And unlike Suicide Squad, you know. <laughs> well, you, you're talking about the, the teen the boy. Which also, Suicide yeah. Squad, I guess, is kind of a heist film. Ragtag bunch of people together to to uh, technically steal. What do they kind steal? Of something. Well, they they rescue Amanda Waller. They stole my money. So they yeah, <laughs> they stole an hour and twenty minutes of my life. Yeah. So I say to that teen boy, you're wrong. Like it's just a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Suicide Squad. Like a bad movie is just oh, a bad. God, movie. that movie's bad. Yeah. I got an idea though. We don't have any budget, right, to right. create a theme song. We don't have any budget. Period. But you've got. The ability well, well. to mimic all kinds of instruments. I think oh, yeah. you should put together. Oh, kind of like the guy from uh, Police Academy, the human beatbox guy. Is that who you're talking about? Michael. The no, the guy that does all of the sounds. Yeah, Michael something because of the W. I can't remember. Yeah. Winslow. Yes, it Michael is Michael Winslow. Winslow yes. Yeah. I think you're both surprised. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Well, the depth and breadth of your Police Academy knowledge George, is somewhat surprising. I, I might have seen more Police Academy movies than I should have. But what, I, was, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. <laughs> Question. Exactly. What yeah. number is that? Oh, I couldn't. I, how many at Police Academy? six Acad- or seven. I think there's seven of them. I was going to say, how many <laughs> I've seen all of them. Yeah, I've seen at least. I quit. I know. I quit I saw after two. the third, maybe. I think the third might have been when I lost it. Yeah, when the franchise yeah, like, lost me as well. I'm slightly younger, so I saw all of them. <laughs> you know, they should reboot it. With an all-female all cast? Yeah, we need to... <laughs> If they gender swapped the entire cast, that would actually be pretty funny. That would yeah. be actually pretty good. It'd be pretty good. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth would play the uh, 
Who like wasn't there like a like a really hard as steel? Uh, oh yeah, the um yeah, what's your face in the in the yes. police force? Like, was it, yeah. Oh yeah, that was her. But then it was the quiet one who was when you got yeah. her upset though. Oh, with right. the high squeaky voice. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Freeze. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We should totally we start usual. thinking about our gender swap I, I, police I, academy. Look, I think Reboot. anybody, if anybody had tried to diagram the show before we started, <laughs> the obvious solution would have been start with Ocean's Eight, end with gender swap police academy. Police academy. Yeah. Absolutely. Like. It, if that path isn't obvious, mm. oh, I've got we three. To, we word. need to work on. I've got three words for you. Yeah, duchesses of hazard. <laughs> I 